Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Newtown Theatre. Please welcome a man who's going to be sliding into your downloads with indecent frequency through through August, and is very ill and can't really speak. It's Richard Herring. Fringe, thank you very much for coming to see me. Um, welcome to this is a recording, a live recording of uh, uh, Richard Herring's Lothian Services Timetable podcast. Uh, we've gone a new direction this, this year. I thought I would just read out the timetables for the Lothian bus service. So uh, if you're on number five, uh, you start at uh, uh, the Hunter's Tryst uh, at 5.56. That's the first one. It'll go to Oxgang's Library at 5.50. It's a two-minute journey. Probably walk it <laughs> that early. Uh, Morningside Station, 606. Uh, we'll, we'll do more of that throughout the podcast. It's a new, it's a new direction. Though I was, I was hanging around at the heart of Midlothian uh, today, and all the people spitting on me said, uh, <laughs> they call it Rahalestapa. So I don't know if that's going to... I said to them, why do, you know, why do they do that? Why do they spit on the heart of the Midlothian? And I said to them, why, do, you know, why, do you know why they spit... On the heart of Midlothian, they all said, "What's the heart of Midlothian?" Um, they were just spitting on me. Do you get? They were just spitting on me. That's that's the joke. There's that first joke, first joke, first joke of the run. Uh, so yeah, 25th Fringe, uh, 1987 was the first time I came up, uh, where I played to four people in a 250-seat venue. Now I'm playing to about eight people in a 400-seat venue. So that is that is progress. That is the progress of 32 years and 25 Edinburgh's. I hope any younger acts listening to this will understand how it's going. Um, I should say to people here and everyone who comes to the show live, you are given a free programme. I hope you've got that. Please enjoy that. Uh, at the end of the show, we will be making a collection for Scope, uh, as we have done for many years. Uh, and there's also an opportunity to text in uh, your... Uh, donations this year, which I'll give to you at home another time. Uh, and also, people here, I will be selling emergency questions, books, and stickers uh, after the show and signing your programs. I'm very happy to do selfies, uh, sign anything you want, not that Liam. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. My sunglasses have come on. So it's good. It's good. That's, that's, I'm pretty cool. That's why I'm one of the cool kids. And if you're a cool kid, uh, you can, of course, become a member now of uh, Rahalaspa and get a cool. Well, I missed one there, kids. Uh, no cool kids in today. Get some badges. Yeah, you have to do that online. Rahalastapa.co.uk. Ah, oh, missed it again. They're terrible. These people are terrible. They don't know where they're, what they're doing. So, um, uh, and it's good to be here. There's, I was looking at Arthur's seat the other day and thinking there's some, there's some nice stones to clear up there. Though, uh, my main ambition while I'm here is to clear the stone of Scotland. That's what I'm after. I found a nice place in Westminster Abbey. I think it'll look lovely. So I'm going to try and get that down. going to try and get that down. Before I can. Oh, I'm wearing my uh, uh, Can Men Be Funny t-shirt, which is uh, interesting, this fringe. I've, uh, so far, the guests for the podcast uh, are majority female. I'm finding it hard to find any funny men. So well, for this could be a good question. This is from the man who has it all. Uh, if you go, if you at the man who has it all, you can see what he's all about. Uh, he sent me this t-shirt for free. It's very nice of him. Um, and uh, what else have I got for you? Not much more. Uh, I was just... Uh, I was just uh, thinking. I was thinking about what old people are, are ruining this country. 
uh, and, uh, and well, we're going to be separate countries again soon, thanks to the old people, basically, aren't we? And it's and old people sort of say that they're kind of maintaining the status quo, but really, old people are the unnatural thing, aren't they? There shouldn't be any old people. If I was, I'm 52 years old. I know, don't look, stop shouting now. It's embarrassing. But if this was, if we were living in the wild, I'd be the oldest man in the world at 52. <laughs> It's unnatural to be the old. We shouldn't listen to old people because they're unnatural. They're the unnatural. People moving around, that's natural. People being young, that's natural. I think it's time to disenfranchise the old, is what I'm saying. Uh, and I include myself in that very much. Uh, uh, so, look, we're going to crack on. I feel I had lots more to talk to you about, but uh, we have got two fantastic guests this week. And they are both this week. It's fine. It's all right. They're both this week for once. Uh, my first guest today is probably best known for her part as Cass in Flamingo Close. That's why we're here. That's why we're here today uh, to see her. Will you please welcome Laura Lex, ladies and gentlemen. Laura Lex. Laura Lex. Sit down, make yourself a home. Oh. Oh, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are uh, you? I'm not very well, actually. I've just had diarrhoea upstairs. I hope oh, you can notice babe. in the dressing room. Uh, it's, it's all right. I've got IBS. I've a, that's every day. I've caught a terrible bug off my, uh, off my family, which is why you should never have children, everyone. That is my advice. Uh, usually, like in the old days, I would uh, be like this at the end of the Edinburgh Fringe. I'd have, <laughs> have eaten pizza and chips every day and drunk in smoky bars, and I'd be sweaty and unable to speak at the end of the festival. This is the first show, and I'm completely fucked. So uh, how's, it, how's it going for you? Yeah, pretty similar. I, I just I feel like the year in between the two festivals didn't happen, and I've just woken up again and gone, oh fuck, another one. <laughs> it does start to feel like I've had I've had two years off, I think this time, and it does feel like a bit since I was last here. But yeah, you did it year after year, yeah. and you just it, you get that literal groundhog day yeah. thing. Yeah. You think I was here, I was just here, I was just yeah. especially in the same flat, which I was for a, oh. for a little while. Um, so let's talk about flamingo. The, Flamingo Close first. <laughs> I'd forgotten was, I did that. What was Flamingo That's, Close? It was a short film filmed in a car park in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Because that's glamorous, isn't it? And um, it was like the zombie apocalypse, and I was trying to escape, which is dumb, because if the zombie apocalypse actually happened, I'd be the first person to die. Um, I'd just, I think I'd just give up and be like, eat me. Like, <laughs> I'd be to my friends, just have me as, as sustenance, because I can't be asked. And um, you should live longer with some food. But yeah, yeah I was... Yeah, but if you become a zombie, that's probably much harder, because then no, you're... No, but in, I you're could in, kill myself a... via a not-zombie method, and then they can have a bit oh, more Oh, I see, okay. If you, you'd have to destroy your uh, brainstem, though. Are you prepared right. to do that? Well, for, for, dive backwards down some just, stairs? If you just stab yourself, you'll just, they'll bite you and then you'll become a zombie. And then you just, if you chop off your legs or something, you're just one of those zombies Well, even if I around. got eaten in a safe space away from zombies? Well, no, no. There is no safe space from zombies. Oh. Why, yeah, that's, oh, why, if there's a safe space from the zombies, go there. That's my advice. <laughs> go, just go there. Don't kill yourself. Enjoy yourself. Oh. Just be careful. I'm just warning you. I don't like to see young comedians ruin their chances in a zombie apocalypse yeah. just through not thinking it through uh, as I, I have I've, I'm well prepared for the zombie apocalypse <laughs> and post Brexit it might happen eh with no medicine eh eh Top that can be topical this goes out today <laughs> and that is and there's nothing more topical than Brexit that, that will not that will date that will date terribly that reference <laughs> so good well it's lovely to have you here uh, let's talk about your show which I have not yet seen I haven't seen any shows I'm considering not seeing any shows this year. <laughs> I'm going to go and see The Amazing Bubble Man with my daughter uh, and my son probably, but he'll, he's too stupid to understand. 
He, li- he likes bubbles. He goes, bubbles, bubbles. Then they go outside and he goes and does anything else. But he's a fucking idiot. Um, I hate my children. Um, <laughs> they've really ruined my life. They've just, just made me ill. That's, I'm just sorry. I'm bitter about that. Um, uh, tell me about your show. My show is about... Um, it's about people being horrible to each other, really. It's sort of about, can we please do climate change instead of screaming at each other about Brexit? It just feels like that might be the sensible thing. And then I say it and people look at me like I'm an asshole. But I d- that's mainly what it's about. Like, yeah. we really ought to be doing Brexit, uh, doing, oh, say, Jesus, even <laughs> I'm doing it now. We really ought to be doing climate change, and instead we seem to be getting increasingly polarised on smaller and smaller issues. Yes. Yeah, well, we, the, well, the UK is certainly looking inward rather oh, than outward. Yeah, but uh. it's everything. It's like eating. I like. I I ordered a vegetarian meal the other day, even though I'm not a vegetarian. And someone went, "Oh, you're a flexitarian then." Oh fucking hell, really? <laughs> what? I had wheatos without meat in them. Is that flexitarian as well? Like, come on. It's just exhausting. I, I just, I'm tired of everybody being angry just because you've all got a different opinion. It's all right to disagree with someone. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, it does seem to have got that way, and and sort of people start to. I mean, sort of people start to think that being consistent is more important than changing your mind. Yeah. Which is weird, really, because the people who change their minds are the ones who get things changed. Yeah. <laughs> the people who refuse it, to change their minds about things are the things that mean we... It's, it's so we dumb. And you say you've got one opinion and then people go, oh, well, you are a lefty then, so you believe in everything else that the left believes in. And you go, oh, I don't think so. I don't mind the death penalty, but I just, I'd like to tax billionaires. Oh, can I be both? No, pick a label. It's just shut up. Cool. So that's good. That's the show. It's you moaning about that's people moaning about That's the show. It's just an hour of me going, great. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> listen to me. I'm right. Shut up. <laughs> and your last year's show was called Trying. Yeah. Which, uh, which was about trying to have kids, which I would advise yeah. you not to Well, do. I can't. Oh, so that's lucky. Yeah. Well done. The womb listened to you. It's good. <laughs> it's fucked. I don't know what I did to it, but it doesn't want them. Um, yeah, well, no, we're not. Well, we might adopt some if yeah. I can get through a meeting with a social worker without try- trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's proving hard at the moment. So if anybody's got any spare ones, you don't like yours. I don't really. You can going? have the little one. Right, yeah, done. Nailed it. One. All right. Until it, well, if you can have him until he just calms the fuck down a yeah, little bit. Okay. It's just like it's exhausting. It's just <laughs> How so, old is that one? He's like nearly two. Oh, that's I mean, he's quite cute. You'd, you'd see him and go, oh, yeah, I'd love to have that one. That's the trick. That's how we trick. Yeah. They trick. <laughs> it's like inviting, like you know, some kind of parasite into your home. Yeah. They've got really cute. Oh, they're cute. And then they just suck you dry and... I might go straight in for a 19-year-old. <laughs> just just for subject graduation. Well. I'm your new mum. Hello. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, uh, and then a preview. I'm going, going through some of your previous shows. You, I mean, you've done quite a few Edinburgh's. Ty- yeah. Tyrannosaurus Lex. Yeah, that was a fun year. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You've gone for the... You've gone for the Tyrannosaurus Rex pun rather than the sex pun, which I admire yeah. you for. Thank you. Are, you. are you storing up the sex pun for later or...? No, I don't really... Do, I'm not allowed to talk about sex because my husband's also a comedian and he hates it when I use our actual life for funny. <laughs> you talk about sex as an abstract concept, which is all it would become if you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that festival's already done to this. Like, we're, we're staying in a flat this year and they said double beds. They're not double beds, they're queen-size beds. So my husband's quite a tall, large man. Um, and so we are currently top and tailing for a nice. month which that is the sexiest thing you've ever done. You just wake <laughs> up with a toe in your mouth, like, what? Ugh. It's horrible. <laughs> well, you know, it could be that. When I was young, when you, before you've had sex, 
I thought like 69 was the most exciting possible <laughs> idea. That was the only sexual position you kind of knew about that had a name and you were really excited about. And actually it wasn't, that's not it's the best, it's not very good, is it? Because no. I, I want, whichever end of the 69 I am, I want to be concentrating on that, yeah. that bit, right? It's so if I'm much. receiving, I want to receive on receiving. I agree. Also, try doing it in a couple where one's six foot three and one's five foot. There's a lot of <laughs> shuffling. <laughs> like a little Hornby train going up yeah. and down. Now, see, he's going to be mad at me now. He's <laughs> tricked me. He doesn't have to listen to this. He won't, probably won't listen to this. Um, and uh, uh, what I, oh, I quite like that you, you have an out-of-office email for when you're away from... Uh, I love writing out-of-office emails. It's yeah. my favourite. Yeah. yeah. So you said, that the, I, I read an interview which you were saying, that the interviewer thought you'd given up comedy because you said, I've given up comedy and I'm in Corfu or somewhere. Yeah, I'd gone on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> but in that moment, I really had given up a, a comedy, yeah. So why not? I'd just go and have a normal life. Do you have that feeling in Edinburgh? I mean, I used to have it nearly, you know, sometimes with the entire fringe and at least for three or four days in the middle of the fringe where you just think, what am I doing yeah. comedy for? Why don't I get a proper job? Why don't I do something else? Do you experience that in Edinburgh? Or? Like, can't... The thing that really grinds my nubs in Edinburgh is that every the rest of the year, if you turn up to a gig, you're the only exciting thing that that people have done that year, that week, that year. Oh no, that, no, that week. Do you know what I mean? Like you're doing a club on a Saturday night, and everybody's like, "Whoa, this is our night out this week." And then you come to Edinburgh, and you're like, "This is a thing I've worked really hard on." And someone sat there, and you're the ninth thing they've seen that day. <laughs> Just this dead-eyed asshole looking at you, going, "Then come on, then, bitch, make me laugh." And you go, "Oh, at least come wanting me." Like fucking, it's exhausting. It is. It's a stupid idea doing this it's the whole so fringe stupid. is stupid yeah i mean in a way i'm trying to encourage people to come up here and see things by <laughs> having you on as a guest but i'd say don't come it's really go and, and as a performer i sort of think it costs so much to come now mm. uh and you could take that ten thousand pounds you're going to lose and make an amazing internet tv show yeah. which you could then send to producers when they haven't seen eight other things that day and they can watch it in their leisure yeah. and actually get project you know get your career going somewhere I mean, not, you know, yeah. one, not, I'm not looking at you. I feel really sad now. Can we, can we not talk about all the mistakes <laughs> we've made? It's just, it's just <laughs> beginning, it's fine. It's, it'd probably be good. Um, and um, uh, you live in Brighton? Yeah. Yeah, how's that for you? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love Brighton. Are you in London? I'm, I'm now I'm now living in Hertfordshire. Oh, very nice. I've moved nice. to Hertfordshire, yes. Oh, all right. I didn't, didn't make the move to Brighton. Were you always Brighton or have you moved to no, Brighton? No, I was Canterbury, then briefly London, and now Brighton. Mm. I moved down for the for the husband um and i just what London is that they have husbands there yeah they've got this great shop in the lanes <laughs> where you just pop in and um they don't shrink in the wash um they're good no i i just i'm not i'm not very i, I like london i just couldn't live there because i don't have enough money <laughs> i just felt the whole time like i live in one of the most exciting cities in the world but i can't even afford to eat so there was all this stuff going on and i couldn't do any of it so now i live in brighton and i can yeah. afford a life again it's nice yeah. It's, uh, it's quite progressive in Brighton. Yeah, but what I like about it is that you can be really alternative or you can just be like a normal, boring knobhead and no one cares about that either. Okay. So I don't feel like, oh, I'm a cishet, white, you know, boring, middle-aged woman. I just feel ignored and I like that. <laughs> like, everybody's ignored in Brighton and it's brilliant. Okay, yeah. It does, it does seem like it's quite expensive to live in Brighton, though, isn't it, as well? Yeah. I guess so, but not anywhere near London, okay. I don't think. As long as you don't mind, like, a good four-hour train journey that should be <laughs> 30 miles in four hours, then yeah. 
It's a beautiful place to live. I do, I do mind that. You that's, do mind yeah, that. Don't why, move that. I'm not going to go Don't there. Don't move there then. And your piers keep burning down. Yeah. No, it's no good, is it? That's true. But we're running out of piers now. <laughs> They're not as abundant as they once were. The piers are good. Right, I'm going to ask you some emergency questions. Already? I've got, Fuck, yeah. I've really made no, this boring, No, because I've got to get him in, because we, we haven't got very long. And people, oh, OK. No, people will right. be upset if I don't do I'm going to do some new ones. So Liam's, he's, he's just here for the emergency questions. I'll do this emergency questions. Can men be funny? Oh, yes. Can they? Yes. I mean, there must be some. One or two, yeah. yeah. As long as they're not always talking about their periods. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, uh, can money buy you happiness? That's yes. Yes, of course yeah. it can. Money can buy you loads of shit, and shit's great. <laughs> <laughs> also, money just buys you peace of mind. Like, I'm so much happier since I stopped being worried all the time. <laughs> Fucking money just stops you worrying. Yeah, it's a dumb thing to say money doesn't buy you happiness. Yes, it does. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. Correct answer. Uh, oh, this is a new, slightly topical one, uh, which I'm quite pleased about because I used to have a question that I could really only ask men, uh, and this is a question I can only ask women. This is slightly topical based on an art- uh, article in the Metro last week. Um, you should never put an ice cream lolly in your vagina. But if you had to, <laughs> which ice um, lolly would you put in your vagina? I'd say a twister because it's ribbed for her pleasure. That's true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right, this is something I was talking about on Twitter. This comes up a lot on Twitter, so I thought I'd start asking my guests about this. Did, have you ever bought a biscuit or chocolate bar that has ha- turned up with an ingredient missing from it uh, and was better or worse? For example, sometimes people buy a Kit Kat that's all chocolate. I had a trio, which you probably won't remember. No. Trio, trio. Um, <laughs> without the biscuit in. So I, I, and it was just the caramel and the chocolate, and it was the best thing. I mean, it was a sort of caramel bar, but it was the best thing ever. Someone then on Twitter told me they had one without any caramel in, just, a, just the chocolate, which I think was, is the worst. I would go duo, trio, uno into my, <laughs> my, my preferred. Have you, ever, have you ever had? I'm trying, I can't remember if it was an urban legend or at, sc- at school if it happened, but I think we, one of my friends once had a, a Rocky without the biscuit in. Do you remember Rockies? Yeah. Yeah. Better or worse, do you think? Oh, probably much worse. I, th- I, think, I think most biscuits are better without the biscuit in. That's contra- <laughs> maybe a contra- I think a Twix without a biscuit in would be, would be quite nice, better than average. Uh, Kit Kat without the, without the wafer Why don't in. you just buy a caramel then? Well, because it's not, still not the same. It's not the same. And believe me, a trio was... I've never Could had any like a trio without out? a biscuit in it. Like if you've got a long drill bit yeah. and just... <laughs> It'd be quite precise. You could clamp it. You'd have it. to then fill it with chocolate. I think that's the thing because it's, there was too much chocolate in there, the extra bit of chocolate, and it would have to be trio chocolate. If you put in different chocolate, it okay. wouldn't taste. It would be a trio, but with chocolate, chocolate, and caramel. Okay. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, so you'd still call it a trio. And yeah. I quite like calling it a duo. <laughs> uh, another, another similar question that came out of uh, that. Uh, I once emptied a, a faulty 1p fruit machine uh, by making upwards over 100 pence because it was just working without putting anything in it and I just emptied it. I was 28 years old when it happened. I walked out in my shorts bulging with one piece. Uh, what um, faulty machine gave you an unexpected cash or free item windfall? that ever happened to you? What a question. Um, like sometimes with vending machines, you know. I, I, the other one I had, while you're thinking, uh, in the King's Head in Cheddar, I think it was King's, King's Head in Cheddar, uh, in the toilet they had a condom machine. This is when I was 14. I was five years off needing a condom. It turned, I didn't know that at the time. Uh, if you twist it, 
and actually the first time I had sex, the girl I was with wouldn't use a condom, so I was actually six years off uh, <laughs> using a condom. I had sex once and then, and then not for another year because uh, I was too scared because I wasn't allowed to use a condom. Um, too much information, Rich. No, it's not. Let's start. Let's, let's start nice and early. I was practically 20 when I lost my virginity and then, yeah, okay, we'll carry on. Uh, but if you twisted the knob... It would give you free condom machine, With free condoms. With condom on. Well, no, <laughs> you didn't have to put a condom on. The condoms would come out. The knob of the machine, you're very cheeky. Uh, and also money would come out as well. So you would often get like f- four or five pounds and some free condoms. Wow. And boy, oh boy, the posh wanks I had with those. <laughs> Uh, anything like that ever happened to you? No, I don't oh, think so. I feel deprived now. Got, got two good, uh, got two good stories from from me, don't you? That question, but that's that's those two stories blown though. Now I can't do them again. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how much are you paying for your accommodation in Edinburgh this year? I don't know. Not a lot, because I just smuggle on the back of what my husband pays for his. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, feminism in action. Because <laughs> I've had to get a house because of my, ch- my... So I've got two people staying in my house who aren't contributing at all to yeah. that, which really blows the... Yeah, that's Makes it really true. expensive. And I think they're too young to start hawking out into shows. Yeah, see, that's why if I adopt a 19-year-old, yeah. stick him in a checkered shirt, he could be, like, debut act next year. <laughs> yeah. That would be good, but yeah. Is it more expensive this year? There's the, uh, that's the controversy this year because they've changed the rules of the accommodation. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I don't know, we're living in student accommodation, so I think it's a bit weirder than like a flat, but we definitely didn't get anything as nice as we normally get, so. But it's better, isn't it? The law, like it's better for actual people, not us twats that turn up for a month and fuck yeah, it all up. Is that a local laughing down there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's See, definitely think, better for the I local people. I think the people. law essentially is a good change for tenants and I'm all for tenants' rights because yep. Jesus Christ, people that own land don't need any more help. So, <laughs> oh, that was very silent. If you've There's got a lot like of, a, lot, a lot of an audience full audience. of two homeowners, yeah, all right, fine. No wonder Cornwall's empty. Um, but, yeah, so I'm kind of in favour of it, but, yeah, let's just, just not do the festival next year. That'll show them. Yeah. I just wonder what, but I wonder from the, the punter's point of view as well, I don't know how many of you are locals already, but uh, if everything's more expensive, it's going to be more expensive to come up. I and mean, it's already pretty expensive mm. to come up. So the fear is that, uh, that only very successful acts can come up and only very wit- rich punters can come up. That's how it'll look, but it won't be very successful acts. It'll be acts that don't mind being in debt to their agents for the next <laughs> 10 years. Not that I don't want to blow the lid on a big controversy, but um, yeah, well, I, that, I do worry about next year, because this year, obviously, we didn't find out about it until we'd all already paid to be here, so it was too late, but I do worry about next year. Yeah. Because also, oh, there's just so much stuff that you've got to pay for now. It is. What I enjoy is every time I tweet about it, someone will go, uh, why don't you stay in Glasgow and commute? Yeah. And um, you go, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, but then every time you tweet, and there's a problem with Twitter, isn't it? I tweeted the other day that I was a bit sad to see some people, you've got to pay for reviews now. Like, and, and somebody immediately tweeted me back going, oh, how much are you paying your PR person? And I was like, well, that's totally irrelevant. Like, I hate this thing of like, well, you've paid for one thing, so you've paid for everything. And you go, oh, no, that's ludicrous. Of course I've got a PR person. What successful company do you know without a marketing department? Why would I be good at that just because I'm a comedian? Like, oh, shut up. See, this is why my show's so good yeah. this year. Oh, shut up. You've I haven't got an any PR and... Oh, shit. <laughs> that, would, that, that explains it, doesn't it? Come and see the show, people at home. Come to Edinburgh. It's really cheap to stay up here. It's good. <laughs> just come up for the night. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> you can stay at mine for £1,000 a night. But, you know, you get to be, you get to be in a, 
a house with me and my yeah. kids, which, you know, if you're a paedophile, bonus. <laughs> Jesus. So at this step, that, that's how they could pay for themselves, right? If there are any social workers listening, <laughs> I do not endorse the last sentence. No, okay. You don't have to endorse everything I say. Thanks. I told you I was, I mean, no, I'm sort of basically hallucinating. <laughs> my, my ears have just started ringing really badly. You haven't badly. even got kids, mate. I haven't even got children. I'm not allowed to have them. <laughs> they said that when I got into the hospital with my wife, they said, sorry, you're not allowed to have kids, and they just took them away. Um, which would be a, a good call. Um, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've written netball down here. Yeah. Is there a reason I've done that? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a big routine about netball have in you? this year's I must have seen you doing that I must have seen yeah, you doing maybe. that routine. Yeah. It's yeah. just netball stupid, isn't it? It is stupid, but I so are all the sports. I think net my theory is netball is the root cause of the gender pay gap. <laughs> because men get taught a sport like that teach you know, you can be a millionaire playing it and you can walk into any pub and have a chat about football and then for no particular reason they went, but the girls can't learn this game that works very well whatever body type you have. You've got to learn this game with a thousand rules that are, oh, it's, and it's, it's, it's ludicrous. And like the best netball players in the world still have day jobs because yeah. they earn so little money. So why don't you just teach girls football that everybody likes? Well, that would make sense. Yeah. And, and netball was quite don't. exciting this, when we did well at it this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, get, it might have a renaissance. Yeah, what's your favorite netball team? Um, I like, <laughs> I like Fairlands Middle School uh, Cheddar <laughs> Netball. <laughs> Uh, especially Joe Thompson. That was she was my favourite player. <laughs> I don't know if she's still going. She was pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> but the, well, the football. I mean, the, the women's football. This the World Cup was incredible, and that, yeah. I mean, and absolutely correct. It's that starting, it's, isn't it? It's great. It's basically a girls' game football, isn't it? That it's is a, that but, is the, that's the that's beautiful the truth thing about football. It's an amazing game. Whatever body type you have, like even, like in the men's game, like the little whippity ones, tiny people, like big old like doof, doof, doof people. All body types can play. Um, technical. All <laughs> All body types can play it beautifully, so why not just teach girls it from like four, and then we could get involved in all the chat. Like I know they're starting to now, but for my generation, like the World Cup's so exciting. But if you weren't brought up with it meant for you, you just feel a bit excluded, and it's a bit shit. Yeah. So just let's just shut up. Just stop doing it. Okay. See? Why don't we ban? All, why don't we ban all sport and stop all uh, all sport, and then it would be fair. Because what I don't think is fair, you know, there's a lot of argument about who can take part in certain sport now. Yeah. And what I don't like is I'm not very good at sport, so I can't get to go to the Olympics. <laughs> so I think it should be open, so no one should be, either no one should be allowed to do it, or everyone's allowed to do it, and they grade you so that you have a fair chance of winning. Yeah. How about I that? think you have been graded, and your yeah. level of sport is podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> I would really like a shot at winning the 100 metres World Cup. Goals. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how much I know about it. It's World Cup, isn't it? Maybe you World should Cup start the podcasting Olympics yeah. and you could be the best in the podcast Well, I've category. already done that with snooker. I've done that. I play myself at snooker and I'm the best at playing myself at snooker in well the world. Done. So that's I am the world champion. I'm already the world champion of something. Um, and uh, have, you se have you seen any shows, this Fringe? We yeah. should recommend other shows. I've seen um, John Pendle, Monster, which was just lovely. I really love John. He's just the most welcoming comedian. And I've seen The Noise Next Door's really, really good afternoon show through time. 
I mean, it's only just begun, so you've done well to see two shows. I find it very hard to go and see shows early on, especially, and then in the middle, and then at the end also. I find it very hard. <laughs> I quite like it, because I get really up my own ass about my show, and like, is it very good? And, oh, and then I start reading reviews, and, I, and I, I have to remember that reviews are opinions, not verdicts. And so if I go and see loads of other shows, then I go, that was really good, and it was nothing like mine, so there's no, there's no, there's no leveling. It's not a competition. It's just loads of good stuff and everything different and yeah. that's my best way of reminding myself that well yeah we i was actually lucy porter the other day tweeted a picture from um the 1997 edinburgh fringe which was a cartoon of quite a few yeah. the acts of the gilded bloom uh, but just sort of struck me even that that recently when it felt like recently then i realized it was 22 years ago which <laughs> made me feel a bit sick because it feels like it was about three <laughs> years ago to me uh, but so, you know there was a, then there was about maybe a hundred 200 comedians in the mm. Because I could identify, there was one I couldn't identify, but I could identify nearly everybody in that picture uh, and, and knew them, and nearly all of them are still going as comedians as well. And now there's no, 750 comedians eligible for the award, I think, and plus like another couple of hundred who aren't eligible for the award. So there's like a thousand comedians yeah. up here. So that level of competition is but this intense. But this isn't is it? the problem, isn't it, with it being competition? Because I'm I've, like, you know, when you enter all the like new act stuff as you're coming up, and I've gone home from gigs thinking if that hadn't been a competition, I'd be on top of the world right now for how well I did. But because somebody went, nope, you weren't the best, I've gone home going, well, I'm a piece of shit, aren't I? And that's where, like, I get why it's necessary, and I'm no, nothing against anybody that wins, they're brilliant, but it does, it does really hurt once it's a competition on yeah. something that's got no measurable thing. It, it still hurts when, you know, I've not, been, I've not been eligible for the last 20 years, I think, and it still hurts when I'm not nominated. <laughs> and I know no one's come to see me. And I'm still, and this isn't even, this show is not even the kind of show yeah. that's allowed to be nominated. I'm still going to be upset when this yeah. is not nominated for the, for the Perrier Award, as it is called. That is its name. It's uh, rating something that's got no measurable, rateable ability. Like, yeah. if, you d if there was a, a measure, like laughs per minute, or if you could measure how deeply it made you think about the world, then fine. But it's just opinions, so it's so hard to remember that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's impossible for to anyone to see all those shows. So they're sending scouts out to see some of them. You don't know if that those people are going to choose the right shows of the new yeah. shows. And, you know, what, does it, what are the right shows? What does it even mean? Every, the standard is so much higher than it was when, yeah. you know, I was starting out doing this. I mean, I would never get anywhere these days. I'm so jammy. I'm so lucky even to have this. <laughs> what I've got, even with this. Do you like these chairs? They're quite I really exciting, like these chairs. It's I'm like a throne. It is. My feet don't armchair. quite touch the floor if I sit yeah. to the back on it. <laughs> I've got lions on mine. Oh, you don't have. Didn't, I didn't I allow the guests no. to have lions on this. I think this is a Masonic temple during yeah. the rest of the year. It's so some some big dude sits in here with his dick out. That's why. That's why I'm guessing. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm guessing is going to happen. So, look, tell me where your show is on and what time it's on. And also remember, you'll be telling people at home and then they can come and see you. And people here, of course. Yes, everybody. Um, my show is at the Gilda Balloon TV at, at 5.15 every day, except the 5th and the 14th and the last day. And uh, are there still tickets available? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's most of the tickets available. There's like some have been sold, but yeah. yeah. Oh, there's loads. Good. It's yeah, going to be good. There, there are still some tickets for mine. There's still for today. If you're listening at home, you can travel back in time. <laughs> for about 300, if you could do that, it's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. All right, we'll be. I've only got a massively expensive house to pay for. Don't worry. Uh, we'll we'll crack on with one emergency question from the book of emergency questions available in the foyer after the show. Um, 
Uh, okay, this is what's come up, and I'm sorry, it's, it is actually question 69, appropriately. Yes. This is what has come up. I'll shuffle. If you were God, what flavour would you have made ejaculate? <laughs> Can you make it, you know, like in um, Willy Wonka, where there's that everlasting gobstopper that changes throughout? Yeah. You could, have, you could have, like, lots of different flavours. Yeah. So that first bit that's always a bit surprising, yeah. that, that could be, like, a nice little lemon thing to be like, oh, wake up, yeah. <laughs> open your eyes, he's interested again. And then, and then you could have something nice and filling, like a sticky toffee pudding or something in the middle, yeah. and then just a little bit of mint on the end, just so that nobody knows what you've been up to. Very, very thorough answer. Very thorough answer. I think you've been thinking about that for as many years to come out. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like the Harry Potter ones that's that, that ripped off from that idea. The, but the, what they're bit the jelly beans or something. They have every flavour. Thirty bucks every flavour beans. Yeah, because yeah. they have horrible flavours in the middle of every now, don't they? they yeah. It should be like that. There should be like an. It already is like that. I don't know if you've tried it. <laughs> I don't know. But this idea that it's some sort of salty thing. Are you joking? It's yeah. like glue that's just been. Oh, why am I doing this? He hates this. <laughs> You're good it's at it. It's someone else's good. spunk I'm talking about, babe. Um, <laughs> if you're listening. That'll be that'll be reassuring. Oh, that'll be reassuring. <laughs> oh, thank God. For <laughs> um, well, Laura Lex Talk Sex next year. Laura yeah. Sex. Come on, this, this just that is staring you in the face. Is Lex your real surname? It's my middle name. Oh, okay. Is your real surname Sex? <laughs> <laughs> Laura Lex Sex. No, it's not. Laura Lex was a nickname I had from my dad because my middle name's Alex. So Laura okay. Lex was my nickname a, when I was a kid. It's a good name. Thanks. It's a very good showbiz name as well. Thank, so. Well, that's what I had to make it up because when I first started, I worked in sales and so people would like Google you before a sales meeting <laughs> and I couldn't have them finding all my terrible jokes about IBS and <laughs> the tube or whatever I was banging on about back then. Um, so I changed it. Cool. Well, look, we're doing two guests a show for it. It's a new thing we've never tried before. And uh, so we're going to have to let you go. But please go and see Laura. She's a massively successful comedian. going to be a smash this year. Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Lex, go and see her show. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Awesome. I'm hoping, I'm hoping our next act's here. If not, I'm introducing, I'm interviewing you. There's a Jesus Rasputin man in the front row who I'll interview instead, if, uh, who g could actually pass for Tony Law. Uh, my next guest, God, just given away who it is, the surprise is ruined. It's probably best known for appearing in the adverts for Gala Bingo. That's what we all, that's what we all associate him. That was, that's great. Carla Bingo Abbott. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tony Law! <laughs> Hello, Tony Law. Pick up a microphone. You might not need it, but there's a microphone Hello. for you. Hello! Whoa! How are you finding the new venue? <laughs> it's big. It's a big... Big old venue. Straight big. back chairs. Yeah. I am sweaty. It's been running across town. <laughs> Just talking about what I've just done. I've been running and I'm all sweaty. You're looking oh, good. You're looking very good. Oh, thanks. I yeah. haven't seen you since the last time you were on, I think. Oh, yeah. That was my first sort of time out yeah. uh, of the house. <laughs> For a long time, so I was chatty. The very first time I did your podcast, I was drunk. You were, I remember. Really drunk. And Wait. then the next time was when I was really sober. Like, so sober that I was like... Ugh, awkward to be around sober, you know? Well, like, it was like so sober, I wondered if you were actually drunk or still drunk yeah, from all the times you're Just filling the space with sound. I'm doing that again. Right. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I'm very happy with that. Oh, the first time you, when you did the Edinburgh Fringe podcast, it used to be Rehef. A yeah. uh, few people still remember. Um, At the stand. It, it looks yeah. like you could have done it at the stand this year. 
<laughs> Ian Lavender was the other guest. We, had to, we did have two guests from Dad's Army, Pike from Dad's Army. Uh, and then he came on first, then you came on after having had a night out on the town and not going to bed, I think. Yes. And it was, he was terrified. He was terrified. He's had a Nazi trying to find out his name, and he was more scared of Tony Law than that. I could tell you. <laughs> what, was that 2012? I think it was 2012. Yeah. That's when I had a hint of success. <laughs> And my subconscious went, we need to fuck this up. <laughs> and we, we looked around for some uh, ways to do it, and we, we settled on drink. Yeah. And, uh, and a bit of, uh, but uh, we don't mention that. Yeah. Anyway, so. But you're still. you back now. Is, I'm not drinking at the moment. Is it, all, is it all. Four years sober? Four years. It's only been good the last two years, actually. Right. Yeah, it was terrible the first two. Let's not get into that. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 200 and something days into oh. not drinking, but I might come back, go back to it. I've only stopped for. Well, it's a nation of recovering alcoholics, isn't it? Yeah. It's like everybody, there's so many people you meet, it's uh, not drinking now. Mm. Remember when we were hitting it hard in the 90s? Am I right? <laughs> All of us just going for it. <laughs> there's no future. It's the end of history. <laughs> we got that wrong. We did. <laughs> Man, is it, uh, it feels like it's the end of history on, on social media, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new Puritans on the, on the social media, isn't it? Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. I can't well, even look at it. And now you're sober and you have to, you have to experience yeah. it all. In now I can't go, oh, I was drinking. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, you, you used to be like Puritanical people were uh, like little Christians, weren't they? Going, nye, 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 nye. now it's our lot. Yeah. It's like us snowflake liberals. <laughs> it's like there's loads of like on our side, we're all just going, stop it, you're embarrassing the team. <laughs> you can't <laughs> Shut up. Let them say it. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. You do. They, no, it's, I mean, it's interesting. I think there's a, maybe a, an age divide in it as well that we have we just got old and so we're feeling that young people are. I just feel so them. young right now. Do you? Yeah, because I, I felt old when I was drinking. Yeah. You're nearly, fi you're nearly 50, Tony. I, how did you know that? I know everything about you. God, you've that got information's a, you've got, out there. You've got a month to go. A month and a bit <laughs> you to know go. Everything about <laughs> me. That's terrifying. Yeah. You've looked on the internet about me. I have. <laughs> I found out all about you, like I'm about to date you, which I'm hoping will happen. Uh, we <laughs> we look, uh, let's talk quickly about this year's show. Well, you're doing a couple two, of shows this year. Two shows. So too, too, yeah. too much. Identifies, Tony uh, Law identifies. Yeah, identifies is my show, because as you know, uh, if you're a bit of an old school comedian, you've got to name your show in February. Yeah. And you know, like a lot of the new, because it's a bit of a stitch up nowadays, Edinburgh, isn't it? Because uh, it's too early to be bitter, isn't it? <laughs> but it's, no, it's like now, there's loads of people that come out of university with perfectly good degrees, and they know how they do beginnings, middles, ends. Yeah. And with their structure, and they go, I know how to write an essay. And so they can like structure these shows, and I feel safe within this show the whole time. Whereas people like us, who used, I, I mean, there's loads of us comedians only do it because like we ran out of life options. <laughs> and so ours is just like throw it at the wall and see what sticks for an hour. Uh, blah, 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 as fast as you can. Anyway, for, that's really taken me off track. It's called. <laughs> Yeah, so, so like you can name, like there are people who name their shows in February and know what it's about. Yeah. Usually they have independent wealth <laughs> because how can you live that kind of life 
That's a luxury. No, you, you name it then, and then you scramble it together in June and July, right? Yeah. And so I named it Identifies. And they're like, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to be with a Z, Identifies. But it came back spell-checked. Oh. Yeah, and I couldn't be bothered. So now it's just Tony, <laughs> now it's just Tony Law, Identifies. <laughs> so serious and po face. What does he identify as? I want to learn about identity. Wrong show. <laughs> It's just a lot of shouting. Well, that's kind of how I wager it up. I go, this needs shouting, this section. It doesn't matter what it is. And this needs quiet. And then I try and do a couple of like uh, art installations in it. Yeah. And, and this year's mo uh, my proudest one. It, it involves my son dressed in Scottish dress on a stepladder, mouthing the words to uh, once in a lifetime while I go around measuring the room. <laughs> And he and I have spent ages on that. Yeah. We know what it means, but we're leaving it to other people to decide. <laughs> and so everyone takes away from it a wonderful meeting. It's in the middle of the show, and it's actually uh, the two we've done. It's actually a bit of the highlight. Yeah. Uh, but there's, so we've got lots of art installations yeah. with, um, in there. And, uh, th but it's secret parenting is what I'm doing. He's with me over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, the reason I've got one of the kids and my wife has the other one is uh, it's uh, super sexy when you do 50% of the child care. <laughs> so she'll be up in a couple of weeks. Anyway, did I think that? <laughs> so the boy's over there. Yeah. And uh, the thing about that is uh, what my thinking is, is he, he goes on and he does this now. He gets it out of his system. So when he's an adult, he's like, he's not going to go be a clown for a living like us losers. Mm, he's I'm not going to go, I'm going to act silly for money. He'd be like, fuck that, that's dad's shit. <laughs> and I've done it already. Mm, he and might realize be, how easy it is and think this is an easy life. <laughs> it's easy? Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible life. It's, it's the worst decision I've ever made. Uh, but I... Like, but it's too late for me now. I can't. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, it is too late for you, Tony. You genuinely all you I can't can do. do anything else. And also, I really like it. Yeah. Isn't it funny when you meet like the young, ambitious comedians? You know, like the showbiz ones. Not all of them. The showbiz ones who want to like do three or four years, get big, and then fuck off away from the fringe and go to like TV. Yeah. And they, they when they first meet you, they talk to you like quite fanny. But then, then after they start getting a rise, and you know that their rise won't last forever but that they talk to you with their head tilted. <laughs> when people talk to you with their head tilted, they have no respect for you. They're just like, hi, you're still doing it. And uh, of course, you still do it because you love it, don't you? Yeah. You love entertaining 45 people in a basement. <laughs> like, I really genuinely like, get off on it. That's yeah, my but deal. But there's no one like So if you're going to go to a Tony Law show, there's no one doing a show like you. Uh, and you are a, you're a proper comedian and, yeah. and clown and, as, as you say, artist as well. I Idiot. And an idiot, but that's yeah. an important part of it. Well, it's all about uh, small vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, don't have the words. So you've got to find movement, <laughs> uh, volume, and, and, and shapes. That comes under movement. <laughs> you know, Not if I've the got, shapes are still. I don't have many tools to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And out of all the Canadian comedians, you are still the sanest one. That is the interesting <laughs> thing about you. <laughs> yeah, I know. If that wasn't true, I wouldn't be laughing so hard right now. There's some nutters. Glenn's pretty sensible. Yeah, Glenn Wolf's Glenn's, pretty. Glenn's pretty sensible. I mean, Tom! Stayed. <laughs> he's pretty sensible when he's oh, uh, oh. 
Uh, that's me editing my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Oh, Wait, I'm, I'm <laughs> out loud. It was very well done. No one could guess what those words were going to be. Tom's a good-looking guy. He's very good-looking. He's a very <laughs> sexy man. If you've ever been to the town he's from, you would just think, Tom, do what you like. <laughs> be any way you want. It's like a logging town way up in the middle of BC. And, like, I come from a farm, and uh, I feel a bit, like, I'm rednecky and can, and can look like I belong in a redneck town. But Tom's town is just like <laughs> off the charts, rednecky. They hate fucking still communist over there. <laughs> Those kind of guys. And fight. They love fighting. Yeah. Once you get to 49 years old, you don't want any of that. No. Not in Tom Stade's town. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Canadian. Canadians, Canadians are all nuts. That's that's yeah. all. That's all we can. So that's, that's all. identifies. So you're doing that, and then you're also doing. Are oh, we still? We still We're have still time. Going? I'm doing it. <laughs> you've got, you've got, I've got, I've got the flyer here. Yeah. You'll notice it's a uh, photocopy. Yeah, I did notice that. We wanted something old school. This is the show I'm doing at 340 with Phil Nickel. It's an A4 sheet that's photocopied as well. I like that. It's and the, the thing behind this show is I think Phil Nickel is like probably the funniest person in the world for me. I think he's hilarious. But, yeah. And I've never seen him on stage be as funny as he is just hanging out. Like every time you bump into him uh, walking around town, he's just funny, pure funny all the time. And I thought, well, I'm, if I could hang around with him, and I've known him for 20 odd years, but uh, I'm not a great socializer, but this is a great way to just socialize with him for an hour. So we do a show at 3.40, first one today called Virtue Chamber Echo Bravo. Yeah. And that's us being social justice warriors. It's not really. <laughs> it's not about that at all. We just like Virtue Chamber Echo Bravo as yeah, it's a nice name. As b it's best us catching up with each other and doing sounds and shouting. Is it going to be improvised? It's each day all improvised. Is it? We've done two previews and one was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is this. So we got flyers like this. They're just photocopies. <laughs> Final tour extension, it says. <laughs> Fully improvised. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's pretty old school Edinburgh, isn't yeah. it? That is nice. Actually, I bumped into, what's the, uh, 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 he's got a podcast that's really successful about, uh, uh, Stuart Goldsmith. Wow, yeah. that, that, was, that was great. Yeah, that from that. What a, I'm fuck a you. podcast guy Richard too. Herring should have been the, I bumped into Richard Herring. <laughs> I love podcasts. Isn't yeah, that the greatest good. thing that's ever happened? Your podcast is amazing as well. Talk about Stuart first. Well. Oh, yeah, so I bumped into Stuart, and he's so happy because he's doing a show this year where it's a work in progress. And he said, yeah, I just want to get back to the original Edinburgh thing. So I'm working on the show up here. I feel great. And it's actually turned out to be my best show. He's doing all that talking. And I was going, I know. Like, <laughs> the, the idea of using Edinburgh as a way to polish a show, that's what I've been doing for 10 years. <laughs> and, and then you've got a lovely crafted thing to take to the provinces. <laughs> so the people of Plymouth are going, that was a shit-hot show, Tone. You can thank the folks of Edinburgh <laughs> as they workshopped it with me. So I've always kind of done a, a work in progress. Yeah, but here. I think your stuff's a work. Oh, it's a bit more ready. Your show's that. always a work in progress. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's like painting, the, isn't it? Yeah. But you it, know, is the way. painting ever done? I don't think so. But all you, know, all you look at art and you just go, they could have kept going on that, but they just gone, I'm stopping. Yeah. That's what my shows are. You have to, at some point, you have to abandon the work it's of art. All, it's leave. all about it's stopping. Good. Please yeah. stop, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the shows are. But for you, like, I guess you and someone like Simon Munnery and Phil Nickel, you're doing stuff that is, is so individual, 
that you go and you, t- you know, you know you're sort of, as a punter, it's a different thing every year. You might not like one year the net as much as the last yeah. year. You might like the next year more. But you know you're going to get something well, I blame, that, that I, blows your mind a little bit and that isn't like anything you've seen. I think I, that's Yeah, I blame my ideas about comedy all on Simon Munnery from when I first started. Because I, I, when I started, I was trying to do what I thought people thought was funny. And I saw him. I'd never, like, th- I'm from a farm. Like, uh, no, farm people can be smart. Okay. No, bad, uh, <laughs> no but, like, I've never, I'm poorly educated. So... <laughs> But I wanted to uh, embrace the arts. And so anyway, I remember seeing Simon Munnery in, in, in 1999. Yeah. And that just, I went, oh, so this is what it can be. Yeah. And, and I'd never even heard of Nietzsche before. So I've, like, I've gone on to learn things from Simon Munnery. <laughs> I also that I needed to get sober. Because um, when Simon Munnery says, you don't look so well, mate, <laughs> then you know <laughs> you're in trouble. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he just showed you you could do, like, anything, and, and he's so smart. Yeah, but it's good they're still... Um, and the Boosh, remember the Boosh, yeah, when they the were Boosh, up here all the time? Yeah. yeah what course. happened to them? They're doing all right, I One think. of them's baking, I heard. They're doing some baking. Noel's just baking. Loser. One of them's being killed by... Uh, one of them's being killed by the woman is, from Killing Eve, isn't he? One of them was killed in Killing Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoilers. And, and the other one is ruining documentaries for me with his voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Barrett's on everything. And the fighter pilots needed to rest that day. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Nipples. What's he going to say? <laughs> but it's good. Oh. That it's good that the Fringe is still here for Tony Law and Simon Munnery. And yeah, it's more like a, a, we need it, don't we? Yeah. yeah. And Arthur Smith, who uh, comes up every year. Yeah. And don't. It, I'm not that. You're not that old. old. But these, these guys... <laughs> But it He's used to longer. be much more of a young... You know, I think is Stuart still coming? Stuart, I think, still comes. I don't know. It isn't, no, it's not many... <laughs> I, don't, I don't really... He's wrenched it from all he's needed from it. He's yeah. stolen all he needs from yeah, it. That's and, true. That's uh, very true. Trying to, um, <laughs> I'm not very good at baiting you. Very I? true. It's very true. Uh, I'll, go, I'll ask you an emergency question. I'll go old school. The old school emergency questions book. There's a danger oh. you might... Uh, yeah, so Phil Nickel and I at 3.40... Yeah. Or do we do that at the end? We can do that at the end. We'll, we'll mention them both at the end. Tony Law identified. It nearly is the end. One fifteen. No, uh, twelve fifteen. Fuck. Twelve fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Barrel. Uh, I'll ask you what I've got do you remember? Uh, anyway. Uh, the Stand. I'll ask you this question, Tony. Ten, you know, I used to be the noon show. Do you remember ten years ago? Yeah, was yeah. Two thousand and ten. I'm such an old person. I didn't think I'd sound like this, and I hear myself through this <laughs> amplification device. Uh, remember 2010? I was the only noon show. Yeah. Just me. Yeah. And everyone said, that'll never work. And now, uh, there's l- thousands of noon shows. There are. Yeah. Pricks. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, you should never put an ice lolly in your vagina. <laughs> but if you had to, first of all, how would you craft a vagina <laughs> in your body? And which ice lolly would you put inside your vagina? I don't believe vaginas are for me to speak about. No. You won't have seen that nod I did <laughs> on the internet. I, you know, I know what side my bread's buttered on. Yeah, okay. Don't I know what side my vagina's buttered on. Don't I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Don't cut and paste that out of context. Fuck. We'll ask you another question. I'll be cancelled. Have you ever sucked on a fisherman's friend lowercase? 
I have not blown a man. No, you've never blown a man. No, not even during my decadent times. <laughs> you know, and I, I was pushing the boundaries. Yeah. And it, it probably could have got there. Yeah. But uh, I pulled the nose up before it hit that. Everything's a fighter airplane. <laughs> I wasn't far off, actually. Yeah. Now that you got me reminiscing yeah. about it. <laughs> Whoa. I got some explaining to do after this. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, leading on almost. What is the most alarming thing that has entered or exited your body? Uh, a knife? No, I've not been stabbed. <laughs> I wanted to be all edgy there. It was, it was a knife, man. And it came out. That's yeah. the worrying thing. Isn't it funny people want to be in the movies? <laughs> Doesn't that make you laugh? It just popped into my head now. I think I said, if, if you want to go in the movies and talk like that, do acting. I always think, think being in a movie must be quite... Especially now when you watch new film. The, the I don't know. I've been like, a, must be a very dull I've been job. in a couple of big uh, adverts. Yeah, Gar- Garla Bingo. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, I was, a sky, I was a, a sky TV one, too. Yeah, what was the, what was the, you was, were a Viking or something. In I was, was that, King Arthur. That's a King Arthur, yeah. And you know, I never even got an audition for Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Sky Advert guy. <laughs> I didn't understand how it works. <laughs> I think, I was watching like Tom Cruise and something and I thought, how boring must this job actually be to do? It must take days of running around in front of a blue screen to make something that is ultimately quite a shit film. You could get a lot and of yeah. reading done, is what I imagine. That's, well, that's true. You could really get a lot of reading done. Do you think Tom Cruise reads a lot in I, the downtime? I, I'm not sure. I want to be like, oh, <laughs> probably not, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be being a prick. I'm trying not to be a prick. As my, I've got a lot to make up for. Yeah. How are you um, feeling about turning 50? Because I, I did a show about turning 40 and 50. I don't and think uh, about it. No? no? It's going to happen, though, even if you don't think yeah, about I don't, it. I don't care no. so much. No. I, uh, you know, I mean, you know. Uh, I mean, it's just a number, man. It's you really know? high, though, isn't it? It's a really yeah. high number. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think um, if you're an alcoholic for 30 years you don't tend to grow up intellectually or emotionally. And then when you get sober, it's like you're starting over again and you're only 17 yeah. in your mind. The last time you were pure. Actually, no, I was naughty. <laughs> Maybe when I was 12. Do you know I never cried till I was 12? Never cried? Yeah. Not that, you know, apparently when I was a baby, but then I never yeah. cried. Uh, they were a little worried. Wow. That uh, is worrying. Do you think psycho. you might be a psychopath? No. Autistic. You, you but, um, so what, uh, what, what's next question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying myself too much, you're and that's good. often when I'm not very uh, easy to listen to. You're looking, you're looking very good for a, I'm in a, white for a 50 year old man, is that all I'm saying? You're looking sweaty out there. Looking very good. Do you always uh, underestimate how far your flat is from the venue, don't you? Yeah. Wow. Well, because I never, I never drove when I was uh, drinking. Yeah. And so since I've been uh, sober, I've been driving everywhere, and because uh, my carbon footprint is tiny due to the alcoholism, you know, every cloud. Uh, but now I've just, I've driven to the point where I just have zero health. <laughs> And so I'm absolutely knackered yeah. walking around Scotland. That's why you never, never see very many fat Edinburghers, do you? It's a, it's a good city to walk in. I had to drive because I was bringing some, I got a taxi down because I was bringing some stuff with me. But I'm planning to walk, but it's a long way to my beautiful house. Lovely calves. 
Yes. The people of Edinburgh. They have. You should look well, closely it's, it's at their nice. calves and you can tell who's local. Yeah. Just looking at their calves. But uh, yeah, I'm still sweating because I'm not very. I'm not, I've, my children are giving me illnesses. It's terrible. They give your children, you what? your illnesses. Your oh, children are too old now to give you those. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. nasty bugs. Yeah, yeah. I've started Edinburgh. Now they just bring home their, uh, you know, their ideology that they've been <laughs> brainwashed with at school, like oh, climate change and all that bullshit. <laughs> Obviously, I believe in climate change. It's just I don't want to hear it from a kid. <laughs> You gotta give them something to bump up against, right? Yeah. Kids? Yeah. They've gotta have someone. So you've gotta play the, the conservative guy. I can't do it. I get it. <laughs> you should have a conservative in your life, though. Like, you should have one conservative to yeah. bounce off of. Because it can't just all be yin, yin, yin. It's true. I keep a 75 year old woman as a friend. <laughs> she's my best friend. And she's not my mom. I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, she, she's probably liberal now. Damn it! So I'm, uh, I'm on the hunt for a conservative buddy. Uh, you, I think you'll probably find one in uh, England, maybe not in Scotland so much, but weirdly, Norcott, we switched. He's up for it. I could be friends with him. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> it's nearly over, Tony. It's nearly over. This we just been, had to uh, blast great. through. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's all right. Uh, you know, this is... This is, this is the most eloquent you've been in the, th th the three. <laughs> three, yeah. This is by far the best one. I, I get so excited about coming on it that I have like, you know, I remember when you were a kid, you used to imagine what you'd be like at an awards ceremony, maybe yeah. like when you lift the Stanley Cup or something, uh, or you imagine, <laughs> imagine, and, or, or maybe when you yeah, go through your rock and roll phase, you'd be like, yeah, I could be like that. Uh, always like English. All the rock stars are like, <laughs> no, usually like posh English guys pretending they're not posh guys. Uh, <laughs> That's how I idolize those guys. Probably yeah. why I started to drink. Yeah. But, and smoke, have a cigarette hanging on. Uh, so I always imagine what I would say on your podcast yeah. when I'm walking around. And it's always so cool <laughs> and so smart. And it's never three times in a row. No, this is a good one. Come the first time I was scared for my life. Uh, <laughs> the second time you're on, I wasn't sure. Because you were, had moments where you were, had such clarity that it was amazing. And then there were bits that were just so gobbledygook. That's the problem that with alcoholism, is it yeah. gives you those moments you're going, I am on fire. <laughs> this is a great way of life. But then, <laughs> then you, but you hit, but you, that's the way your comedy works partly anyway, is, is that, it's yeah. that stream of consciousness and some of it will hit and then some of it needs to be a stream of consciousness for the stuff to hit. So it was, it was both, they've all been interesting experiences. Yeah. Well, and you so you don't have to feel in any way. my shows, I try and keep, uh, yeah, as many of the lucid bits as possible yeah, yeah. together. And uh, so you don't have to take time to think it through. You just go, oh, I feel like that should be laughed at. Yeah. That's like a, <laughs> like a hunch. Yeah. And then, and then that way people think about you all day. Yeah. That's the plan. But it's, uh, that's true. I think with your shows, people do, will remember, you know, they'll remember at least yeah. you know, a moment or an incident or an idea. And or I that, that, um, uh, that terrible 50 seconds of silence in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that awkward bit where Tony just stood there forgetting where he was. But it's still, no, but it's better, like you say, I think it's better than something that's overproduced and something that's too <laughs> crafted. You see, you see, like, some of these shows and, and there's an emotional bit in it and you kind of go, but you're doing that emotional bit every night in exactly that same way. So sometimes the emotion's going to be real, but sometimes it's not real. I, I, try, I feel yours, your shows try, are real. My, my serious point or thing that I try and do in my head and not out loud like I'm doing now is... I try and make, I want it to be uh, an hour that at the end of it, everyone 
has laughed and really enjoyed it, but they couldn't explain it to their friends. That's my goal. <laughs> and also to feel some sort of emotion accidentally. Yeah. Like, not without, without like, to, you know, the odd trigger here and there, but at the end of it, to just feel kind of a, a, a joy at the end, yeah. but without being too explicit, like, this is about my dad. Yeah. But, but dropping bombs all the way through, and at the end, they're going, oh, that felt good. Yeah. But I don't know how to explain it to my pals. So they'll have to come and watch it themselves. Yes. It's, it's a brilliant tactic. Yeah. No, well, if you haven't seen Tony's shows, you must go and see them. We've hit half past two, and with, unfortunately, in Edinburgh, that means when I go to sleep, all my friends go to sleep as well. <laughs> Uh, so, when's your show's on, Tony? Give us the details again, uh, one Tony more time. Tony Law identifies as at 1.15... No, 12.15! 12.15! Noon 15, noon 15 at the Monkey Barrel. Yep. And then Phil and I, uh, Virtue Chamber Echo Bravo, <laughs> is, uh, uh, is today at 3.40. Every day at 3.40. Uh, and uh, Rahulis is on at 1.30 at the Newtown Theatre. There's a little uh, few tickets left uh, for every day, uh, so please come along. Uh, do, uh, have you ever seen any shows you want to recommend, Tony? Uh, Virtue Chamber, Echo Bravo. Um, all, all the ones at the Monkey Barrel. Yeah. Uh, that's, how, that's how I decide where I'm going. Cool. I go to everything at the Monkey Barrel and everything at the Stand. Uh, but that so is very good advice. Stand uh, loyalty. Remember, people here, if you want to make a donation in return for that program, you don't have to. Please feel free. There'll be people with some buckets after the show or make a text donation. Uh, I will be out in the foyer after the show to ha very happily sign your program or do a selfie or sell you one of my lovely books at a knockdown price because uh, there's a new version coming out and I've got quite a lot of stock left. Uh, so thank you very much for coming. Come again. Come, come every day. It's a different show every day. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Law! Thank you. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Rahalastapa at the Edinburgh Fringe with me, Richard Herring. Thank you to Pest for providing the music. Thank you to everyone at the Newtown Theatre and The Stand and everyone at gofasterstripe.com. The producer is James Hingley. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and gofasterstripe.com production. Go to rahalastapa.co.uk to find out more. richardherring.com slash gigs to find out who my guests are for the rest of the run. <laughs>